It is Wednesday, February 12th. This is the Wrestling Game Podcast. I am Raj Geary, joined as always by Matt Morgan. Matt, how are you doing tonight? What's up, buddy? Not much. Got kind of a short crew tonight. Uh, Both Justin and Glenn are out. Uh, So I'm going to be handling hosting duties, which I'm not the most polished at, so you guys bear with me. But uh, yeah, uh, I thought a really fun episode of Dynamite tonight. Uh, I think NXT... um, you know, was was solid uh, for what they've been doing. Uh, what were your thoughts? I didn't like the main event in AEW tonight. I think they had it backwards. Not backwards. I, I honestly thought, this is going to sound crazy, that, that uh, MJF and Jungle Boy could have ended that. It's funny. I, I kind of thought the same thing, but I thought uh, the Riho match should have ended it since it was a title match. And since they did the Jeff Cobb thing, I think it would have been cooler if Jeff Cobb made a surprise when he came out. It was a surprise as opposed to it being announced earlier by Jericho. So you do that in the middle of the show, announce the match later, and then finish with the title change. But Yeah. Um, that could have been cool. Yeah. Um, uh, what were your thoughts on NXT? Good. Strong, strong showing. Um, I don't think it beat AEW tonight, though. Yeah, this... this you got to give credit to NXT uh, for what it's worth. Um, they're sticking to their guns. It's not like they're uh, hot-shotting angles or overdoing things, uh, even though they've been losing you know, in the ratings all, all year. Um, and they're just staying consistent. Which is, I do think is always a, is a good plan, though, even though you may be getting beat and whatnot. Um, it feels like they have their long-term booking, but then so does AEW, supposedly. You know, yeah. they have their long their, their storylines at least six months out, which is what I've always heard Cody keep saying. So that, I think it's good overall. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Triple H was on a conference call this morning that we were on, uh, that we took part of. And he was asked about AEW constantly beating NXT in the ratings. And he was basically saying, uh, you know, they're staying the course. Um, he believes they have the best in-ring product. And, mm-hmm. you know, they'll adjust as time goes on. But uh yeah just watching these shows um we'll start with aew tonight mm-hmm. um show started off with kenny omega and hangman page versus scu for the uh aew world tag team championships uh omega and page uh defending strong match early on i was kind of surprised they opened uh well we'll get to that in a second but good work by both guys uh the finish saw uh, the V-Trigger and a Buckshot Lariat combo from Page and Omega. Hangman Page and Omega getting the win via pinfall. Yeah, uh, good win for them. Um, the belts are honestly better on those two, I feel, than, um, you know, the other guys. You know what I mean? No offense to them. I just I still think that was the wrong decision to make for their first tag team champions. Yeah, Bob the Builder with the Super Chat donation. Thanks, thanks, Bob. He says, hey, Matt, big fan of yours. And he's calling for the blueprint in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Mom. <laughs> thanks, Bob. <laughs> yeah, what I was going to say earlier, uh, NXT opened with Bronson Reed versus Roderick Strong. Kind of surprised they opened kind of kind of weak, in my weak. opinion, against Dynamite. Uh, I think that is weak, yeah. They've, they've opened up really strong, actually, that last – or five episodes, I'd say, of NXT. Um, this is the weakest of amongst them all. Yeah. Uh, up next, <clears throat> we had Jim Ross speaking with Santana, uh, talking about his match with Moxley. You know, later on in the show, um, Santana cutting his 
I thought it was a great promo. Awesome promo. Yeah, awesome just promo. talking about losing his father, uh, mentioned that his father couldn't see, and uh, he said that he has to live with it, and he wants to show Moxley the same kind of darkness. I, I found the two eye patch thing kind of silly, the blind stuff kind of silly up until now, but this <laughs> promo, man, geez, I thought last week and this week, Santana just nailing him out of the park. Santana. The other one's a little silly, his, his partner, Ortiz at times, with his stupid <laughs> little back rake shit he does and the corny, stupid Mike. I don't even know what the hell you call that crap, that he does, uh-huh. the thriller movie does in the ring. Um, but nonetheless, um, Santana, even when it was in TNA, I would argue, is the, is the start between the two. I've always thought that. Um, and when given good talent to work with, I mean, Santana's matches are always good, first and foremost. His stuff, his work, and all his matches are always very, very, very good. But I'm noticing, like, he's gotten better. And and in a singles environment, he holds his own. He, to me, when I say they should have closed the show with that match tonight, it wasn't not an indictment on either him or Moxley. I just thought that MJF match was really, really good, really, really strong. Jungle Boy was super over. It felt like a another star making moment for jungle boy as far as the fans co- is concerned fans are concerned um that's the only reason i say that but with that said santana stepped up big time I, even last week when it first happened we first uh right after the eye gimmick happened to him with the key to the eye gimmick the, the, the follow-up promo he cut was awesome with jericho and them backstage in the stairwell um on last week's episode it was awesome yeah. this week you follow up with another home run promo yeah, yeah. You talk about you say it all the time, maximizing your minutes, and uh, and this is one of those things where with wrestling because it is entertainment. Um, you know, with the movie, you're getting you know world trained actors, but with wrestling, you don't have that. So when you guys let these guys cut their own promos and put their own characters in it, as opposed to having to read someone else's lines and read someone else's promo and be another character, it just comes across so much better. And I invite fans to go back to last week's AEW episode and watch that promo I'm talking about when they're in their stairwell. Jericho talks and he's making a little comedy stuff about how dare, you know, Johnny Moxley cheat and, and take somebody's eye out with, you know what I mean? Like Chris right. Jericho himself just didn't do it the week before, um, which was funny. And they're all, you know, the inner circle's all talking. But then, like, dude, homeboy gets up and, like, walks toward the camera and steals the scene from Friggin' Jack Hager, uh, uh, Chris Jericho, um, Sammy, who I've thought up until now was the second best guy in that inner circle. I still do think that, but um, he screams major talent. Go yeah. back. That's what I'm talking about. It's a transition when he stands up off the stairs. He's holding his eye still and just blasts, blasts him in his in his promo. What he's going to do to him when he gets his hands on him? It was awesome. Yeah, tonight was a great follow up. Yeah, uh, Jay Lane with probably the biggest uh, super chat donation we've had Holy so far. Crap. Fifty bucks. Uh, he says he won seven hundred dollars on the Bruins uh, tonight. Uh, so he's saying to have a round on him WrestleMania weekend. Cheers from New Jersey, and uh, we will make sure to say your name when we do a round uh, WrestleMania weekend. Thanks, uh, thanks so much. And uh, another one, another super chat donation from Brian Mahoney. Uh, he's saying, Matt Morgan, I don't need to hear any more criticism of Rio, and we'll get to that. She gets people to care about her and her matches. She has the it factor in his opinion. 
Well, guess what? She still can't get on a roller coaster. Um, and when she walks through an airport, don't nobody recognize who the hell she is. Um, <laughs> just be, she gets you to emotionally invest in her because she's two foot nothing. If I throw my six-year-old out in the middle of the ring, I'm hoping when there's heat on him, you guys are going to have a little emotional investment in him. Say, oh, my God, I can't believe these kids getting the crap kicked out of him. Hopefully he can mount a comeback or somebody go and save the six-year-old. Matt, what are you doing with your kid in the ring? Go save your kid. You'll emotionally invest is my point. And it's not because she has it. She does the same stuff every single match. Go back and watch. She does the same moves that every match. I'm not saying she's bad. I'm saying she is not worthy of being the. Uh, she was not worthy of being the first women's champion when you have awesome Kong sitting there, who's a proven, proven commodity, proven female draw for the women's division. She did it in TNA. I was there, front and center, so I know firsthand. As is, I would argue, Nyla Rose. And finally, the title's on the right person. I still think they waited too long. They should have. They, they did this backwards. If they want to make uh, uh, me, I can't even say her name. That's how irrelevant she is. Is it Miho? Riho. See? Riho, and I'm a huge AEW mark, bigger than you are, Mahoney. And I, I shouldn't be forgetting her name, and I just did. Um, Riho, they should have done it the other way. She should have been on a chase. Always have your smaller, diminutive baby face chasing the big monster. The big monster keeps swatting her little ass away. You do it for months. And the payoff is she finally does it. She climbs Mount Everest and wins. Yay! And we have a whole year of buildup of knowing who the hell she is, where she comes from, what's she about, what motivates her. Mahoney, do you know what motivates her? No, you don't, because she doesn't speak English. So we have no idea what she's saying or what she's about. We know nothing about her, except that Kenny has a crush on her or thinks she's really, really good. One of the two. Not enough to be the first women's champion, AEW. Thanks for playing. Appreciate the super chat. <laughs> Let's go to that match real quick uh, while we're at it, and then we'll get back to uh, Dustin. Still going, by the way. What did you think of the match itself? Because I thought this match was really good. I thought they did a very good, you know, uh, David versus Goliath. Very good. Uh, I thought it was the best women's match so far in AEW history. You know what I'm going to say to that. <laughs> I'm going to say it's like being the world's tallest short person. So <laughs> <Tell> what? <laughs> uh, you got to be honest here because I, I'm always the AEW homer here. I admit it before we even cover the show. I'm always going to think AEW is better. It's my favorite I, my favorite show to watch. All right? So I'm not saying this lightly when I say that they messed up their women's division at first and how they introduced it. They didn't put their, the focus on the right women that they have on their roster right now that they had from day one. Um, so I don't like saying that, that, that the other matches weren't awesome enough to be able to this, your compliment mean more, but your compliment should mean more. It is the best women's. It is. It it it, it probably yeah. It probably is the best women's match we've seen on that show for sure. Yeah, and uh, you know, obviously, you, you know, uh, I, I disagree with you with Riho. She reminds me a lot of like a, a Kyrie Sane and a Bailey, uh, where Who just we know a, way more about. We know way more yeah. about both of them. We and know to your, both of them. And and we mentioned this before. You don't, you know, you obviously don't need to speak English, but you know, you can still cut a promo, have it translated, you know, d d do other things to to get your character over. I, I agree. As a character, they haven't done much for Riho, but I feel like she has that natural uh, ability to get the crowd into her. And they were hot for this match. 
what I said though is what we know of her because she's mm-hmm. not out there cutting these promos is what she's this small little girl that smiles a lot is happy to be there she works really hard she gets her butt kicked but by golly she's gonna pull it out at the end of it if that's enough for you to be invested in that character then who the hell am i to tell you who to like and not like i'm at the end they'll be on who you guys should like and not like but i'm telling you why i don't like her yeah um and not to make your head explode, but because this is not near as good as the match as I'm going to mention, but in some ways it reminded me of Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar with the small person, the big person. I am going to pick up my laptop and I'm going to smash <laughs> it through all right now. Uh, but I don't mean I, it's nowhere near as good, but I thought they had that same, you had that same belie- believability by the end because Riho is so small, uh, Nyla Rose is so big, but they had you uh, believing that Riho, it was, you know, it was convincing. How come I don't give Nyla – I don't see us give her credit. I don't see most – maybe I'm wrong. I don't see enough people giving her credit ever. She's a friggin' beast. She's a badass. She exudes badass. Her When she talks in her promos, exudes badass. She believes what she's doing. She definitely believes what she's saying, Um, even when she's on commentary. I'm like, I wouldn't have with her. Um, Dude, I think she's a badass, and I think she's a great heel – and I just think they did it backwards. I think she would have been a great chase champion for, for Rio. Um, but I really wish they would have given more people more reason than just, oh, well, she's very small and petite, and isn't she cute? She's only 90 pounds. She can't even break a table. Isn't that adorable? No, that's not adorable. <laughs> that's painful, a poor girl. Yeah. Getting put through a table that she can't be put through because she's too light. That, that I'm telling you all right now, you have no idea how bad that hurts. That hurt a thousand times worse than the table breaking. Uh, so the finish of the match, uh, Riho just going crazy, hitting double foot stomps. She hit a northern light suplex, uh, believe it or not. That was uh, awesome. Yeah. Was built perfectly. Yeah. Uh, Nyla Rose got her foot on the bottom rope. Uh, Riho ran, ran, ate a spear. Rose hit a sit-down powerbomb and got the cover one, two, three. Um, so second ever title change on AEW uh, Dynamite. Congrats, Nyla Rose. Long time coming. Should, in my opinion, her awesome gong should have been champion right from day one. Yeah. Uh, Tina Miller saying Riho and her are the same height and she can ride roller coasters. Good times, uh, Tina. <laughs> uh, Brian, uh, with another super chat donation, thank you, Brian, saying he respectfully disagrees and would argue with you about it, but he does not fear your conviction. So, um, all right. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for the super super chat, guys. We really appreciate it, um, especially on episodes like this where we don't have a sponsor. Um, so, uh, jumping back a little bit, we had Sammy Guevara against uh, Dustin Rhodes. Guevara had Jake Hager in his corner. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, this man does not age. Uh, looked really good here. Guevara is, you know, it's got. The ton of potential. I think he might be losing a little too much, although it made sense yes. for him to lose here. Uh, but uh, Dustin getting the roads with the Canadian Destroyer off the second rope and the final reckoning. It's crazy that he's doing these moves. But Dustin getting the win and then called out Jake Hager after the match. He said, uh, yep. are you going to ever step in the ring or are you going to keep collecting paychecks? And later on, I, I don't know. I can't remember if they said it on TV. It can be they a little confusing. The they threw it on the screen, the matchup of them two, and the fans went berserk for it. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be Dustin Rhodes versus Jake Hager at Revolution. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be really, really good. Both very similar build, ironically. I know Jake is built as the big bruiser, but if when you watch the match, you'll see. 
uh, Dustin's every bit of six foot five, maybe six foot six even. Um, and they're very similarly built. This is going to be a good matchup. I, yeah, they've done enough of having Jake just crush people and hurt people and be the big bruiser, right? Be the muscle enough where he could be. I just don't like the first his first outing to be with somebody that's of similar size. Literally the only one other than what Luchasaurus and maybe what's his name that are similar to his size. I believe when you have big guys and you don't have a big rest of your roster, you keep the two to three of them the hell away from each other for a good year if you could. Yeah, I don't know if big enough, though, to do that. Maybe I'm wrong. I agree with you. I think uh, in his first match in AEW, give him someone smaller so that size differential shows, you know, out because he's supposed to be the muscle of the group. Yeah. Make him look like the muscle. And, yeah, uh, yeah they're going to be uh, similar size, but... Uh, yeah, I agree with you. It should be a really good match. And, you know, Jake Hager hasn't wrestled in a while. So, you know, he's working with a veteran. So um, it should be good. It will be. Yeah, I think it'll be really, really good. And, uh, again, Sammy Guevara, his win, though, on Dustin wasn't clean either, though, if you remember. And it's okay for heels to cheat to win their match. I get that. But do you remember? He didn't win just, like, cleanly on Dustin at one time. Um, I still think that dude's the superstar of the group, though. I do. I think yeah. it's a few years away, maybe a couple years, or you could see it. You could see it happening, like as we speak. Like I watch the guy's vlog. I get what I'm saying. I watch his vlog, vlog. God, how old am I? <laughs> I just totally forgot. I'm 43 years old, right there with that comment, trying to be hip and cool, saying, "Oh yeah, I watch his vlog." Um, but yeah, I do hunt his vlog. And you guys might think I'm crazy on this. He's got it, in my opinion, from my two cents. The bigger star he becomes, the less he's got to stop if he's going to be a heel the less he's got to stop showing like he's a real baby face in real life, big time baby face. He's good to his fans. Um, he's playing with his cat and doing all these like things that people are going to like fall in love with him for. Girls are going to really love him. Guys are like, oh, this is a pretty cool kid. I, I, I'd I hang out with him and lose some heat in the process. You know what I mean? The bigger star he becomes. Um, but I know I'm sure that's how he makes his money. So what do you do? You know, it's a different day and age today in wrestling. So it's, Damned if you do, damned if you don't. I'm a huge fan of him, though. I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah. He, he's showing a ton of charisma. Um, he looks like an athlete, right? He doesn't have to be. He's, he's a great example of someone who's not seven feet tall, 300 pounds. Oh, man, all you like is big guys. No, that's not true at all. I like the little guys that can do all the crazy shit that I could never do. <laughs> like AJ, that's my favorite wrestler. Daniel right. Bryan, second favorite wrestler. Yeah. Um, up next, they showed a promo for Jeff Cobb. Uh, it said, welcome to AEW. Uh, they tweeted out Jeff Cobb is all elite. Now, Je Jeff Cobb, he still got some dates with ROH and New Japan. It, he has not, the word was uh, that he had not quite signed yet with AEW, but he is a free agent. So he's definitely, you know, working next week, obviously. They announced him versus John Moxley. Um, so right now he's a free agent. So he's, be, you know, able to be used by any of these groups. I'm sure if AEW does sign him, and I would guess if they're using him on TV, that's the way he's headed. Um, they're going to. They, uh, they said he's AEW? Yeah, they said he's all elite. I mean, would they Twitter. do that if they don't think they got him in the bag with a contract? Don't you think? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I would. I wouldn't think so. I'd be surprised, but like some type um, of verbal agreement, obviously. I, I don't know. Yeah, and AEW, I'm sure, regardless if Cobb did sign today, because as of a couple of days ago, he hadn't signed. If he did sign, I'm sure AEW will let him finish all his, you know, prior to, agreements. To your point earlier, if he was a surprise, is he? Would, would those fans know who he is? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's, yeah, because he, he's well-known New Japan ROH, so. Okay. Um, um, <laughs> one, one time with games. Matt, how old are you? Like 33. There you go. Thank you. you. Go. Take it though, fun times with games. Is that really your name? Fun times with games. Um, <laughs> is that the name of your business? Where did you come up with that name, by the way? I always meant to ask you that. <laughs> fun times with games. All right. So backstage, we had a Chris Jericho promo. Uh, Jericho said that Moxley approved that he's trash and announced that if Moxley, Moxley can survive Santana, Moxley will face Jeff Cobb next week. Oh, I'm sorry. And that's when the vignette was shown. Um, it seemed kind of weird to give away this in a promo and then have him it show does. up later. It does. I felt like they they did the couple weeks worth, two to three weeks even maybe. Like, hey, we have a mystery member joining. Don't you wish you knew who it was? Tough. Waiting, waited another week. I don't know. Just some dicky things he could have done with that maybe. Right. There's a rhyme and reason for it though. Yeah. And it could be that whole <laughs> one-week deal. But since he's not signed yet, they just want to get it out there. But um, Did he say he's part of the inner circle? And they didn't explicitly say that, no. Okay, then maybe yeah, you could be right here. It could be a one-week trial or who knows what it is. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've right. seen companies do that where they bring somebody in. Shit, I've done that. Where I've gone into a New Japan or an Old Japan or whatever just for, like, a, a quick tour to be a heater for one of their groups, one of their heel groups, and they get through me to get to whomever the champion was at the time. You know, things like that I've seen. I, I, they do all the time. So maybe that's what that was. I don't know. I mean, just right now with MVP, they brought him back for, you know, a couple weeks. He's not going to be a wrestler uh, going forward, but we've done that in the past. Vader, Goldust, and WWE, so it happens it happens a lot. I like it, though. It adds a little, you know, it takes a spot away from somebody else, right? If it's not going to be somebody that's on the roster, mm-hmm. that could have been on that episode. But then I would argue if it's somebody that's really good, wouldn't they have earned that spot already where they didn't need to go outside the company to bring somebody in, right? Right, and it's TV. It's not like it's the main event of your pay per view. Yeah. So you know, and uh, yeah, the, the Cobb in these promos reminds me a lot of uh, like a cross between Taz and Rhino. So. Rhino, Rhino as well. I think thinking, yeah, yeah. Um, up next, Ma- Mandy Brandy Rose. <laughs> I want to say Mandy Rose. <laughs> Brandy Rose joined commentary, and uh, man, she is so much better. Not with they they ended the Nightmare Collective with Brandy. At least she's no, no longer a part of the group. Uh, much improved. She's she's great as a baby face. Wait, Her out here. When did she end? Uh, what did I miss? She missed it on. Uh, she ended it online. She's been doing these little uh, vignettes on her Twitter. Uh, I saw the one where she was a magic at all. Right, and okay. so then she confirmed in an online interview that it's no more. She didn't really want to do it from the beginning. She was doing it with Awesome Kong. Kong is gone now because she, uh, she's had health issues. But the new season of Glow is going to start filming. Think in a couple weeks. It's, it Damn. starts at the beginning of March. That would have been so. a monster matchup. Maybe they, they'll come back to that. Maybe now that Rosa is gone, one day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, once this is the final season of Glow, so yeah. um, as as long as Kong is healthy, uh, Doctor Childers, thank you for the donation. Saying big fan of the webcast and uh, website, uh, big fan of the website and podcast. Y'all do. Thank you so much, Doctor Ch- Childers. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, up next, MJF versus Jungle Boy. Um, I love this. Uh, MJF, I, I, I tweeted this earlier. He reminds me of that old school Roddy Piper kind of heel that a non-wrestling fan, if he, they started watching his match, 
they would they might not like wrestling they might not care about wrestling but by the end they're rooting against him they want him to get his ass kicked immediately you get who he is and what he's about immediately one minute in i would even argue the people sitting next to you on your couch i've never watched wrestling before that are over for whatever reason will go what a dick within a minute <laughs> exactly that face. oh i've heard people say my friends say, what that face on this kid What's his deal? Like, you, he draws so much ire that you just, he's so good. He's so damn good. Yeah, because there's an easy way to do it to where you come across as phony and fake, You where you're so over the top as a heel that it's not believable. MJF doesn't, he comes across as totally believable. Like, you believe that he's a big mm-hmm. dick. So, yeah. he, he's great. I, I actually think he might be the best heel in wrestling right now. Yes. Who's, who are we forgetting? Can we consider Brock one at this point? Not really, no. <laughs> uh, Orton, I don't think so. Well, no. Mm, Jericho is entertaining, but no one really hates Jericho when they're watching him. No, they're singing his music again. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Music is awesome. Yeah. Record. <laughs> I'm in. The, the I in Childers is lowercase. So uh, more donations from Dr. Childers. Thank you. Are uh, we supposed to track that or something? <laughs> Uh, he was the one typing it. We didn't type it. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, after the, uh, he means Childers then is what he Oh, me. Oh, Childers. I think that's what he means. Okay. Uh, the finish of the match saw, uh, MJF, uh, hitting the rope, crotching jungle boy, uh, getting the pin. Oh no. What's his name came out gave him the ring. Gave oh yeah. Wardlow. Wardlow gave him the ring. Pop. Popped uh, uh, Jungle Boy in the frigging uh, gullet right in the face with it. Knocked him out. Jungle Boy sold that awesomely. And then picked him up and put him in the crossroads. Thanks for coming. One, two, three. But, dude, Jungle Boy was super over. That dude is red hot right now. Got to say he is. He's got a natural charisma to him. He does. His moveset is awesome. His aggression when he does that, I don't know if you caught it. Like he does this, like this, this, this back elbow into a forward uh, flipper. I hate flippers normally in forearms, but his looks great. It looks like he's killing the dude. He, he his really good aggression in his, in his. Um, I don't want to say comeback because he does it to keep himself alive in the middle of the heat. And we call them hopes. They're generally called hope spots, in which the babyface shows a little fire, so the fans start to come back up for them and start to cheer for them. But then the heel yanks the carpet out from underneath the fans' feet by cutting the babyface back off again. Um, his isn't really so spotty. His is just showing fire with his his forearms and his his strikes, and uh, it's believable. Everything about that kid is. I don't know. I think he's awesome. He has he has it. He has the it factor for sure. Yeah, and he's he's yeah he's got the charisma. Uh, he's not just he's not just fun in the ring. He's uh, yeah. There's something else. There's something else there. I feel like we watch every week when he's on. Like you could feel it. I don't know. That's what they say. The it factor is. Yeah. Uh, after the match, Wardlow attacked Jungle Boy. Uh, then Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt ran out to the ring and chased the the heels off. The one criticism I'd have with AEW right now is they do that too much. Where after the match, the heels beat on the babyface, a bunch of other guys run out, and there's you know either a brawl or a retreat. Um, I just feel like they, it happens every week in the main event and uh, a couple times during the show. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I was gonna say. The other small, small um, thing is, did you hear Jim Ross's uh, selling of 
MJF like said, "Hey, Brandy," and like grabbed his crotch. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Cricket's that little jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I died laughing. Yeah. Uh, Tina Miller, thank you for the super chat donation. She's commenting, my non-wrestling fan husband hates MJF, and I love him. So, yeah, there you go. Seriously. He's all, he's friggin' money. Money. Yeah. Um but dude, he, grabbed, he literally grabbed his damn <laughs> like full on grabbed it. Yeah, Brandy would. <laughs> Jim Ross like shoot, kind of didn't know what to say. <laughs> he's like defending the young ladies. He's trying to defend the young ladies' honor out there. That's good old Jr. But it was hilarious in how he was trying to do it. Right. Was <laughs> off by that, you could tell. Yeah, and that was that was awesome. That's... Selling what a little prick this guy is. Yeah, I don't like though when they keep calling him a little. Prick, a little jerk, a little yeah. Jerk. I know it's not, it's a small critique here, right? But this guy's gonna be their heavyweight champion for many years if he stays with them and doesn't go on to WWE one day, right? Yeah, um, I assume so. That dude, I just got on saying, it's the best heel in the business. Um, so that and that's this is a small critique. I'm being over analytical here, but one more. Uh, when Wardlow was leaving the ring, they specifically said Wardlow doesn't want none of. Luchasaurus, he's backtracking. He wasn't. He didn't jump out of the ring from Luchasaurus. He didn't like run away. He was going with. He slowly backed out. He didn't do the slow back out. Like, okay, I'm not messing with you. He's like, I'm done here. I just nuked the hell out of your boy. What's up? And then stepped out of the ring and walked away. There's a big difference between the two, and they gave that moment now away, in my opinion, by showing that little chink in his armor that he may be scared now. Luchasaurus, I would never show that, especially when he's going into a cage match versus Cody in his first big match, his only matchup so far. You're gonna make make him continue to be a monster. I think it takes not doesn't take away from what he just did to uh, uh, Jungle Boy by leaving him laying with a pretty impressive finisher, but um, it, it does it does take it. There's a little bit knocked out of that. I thought by that comment by showing that he's fearful. We're only fearful of nobody. We need to keep it that way. No. It is. It's like 20, 20 to 25 guys better be chasing them. Yeah. Uh, up next, they had, did a, a black and white promo with Pac again uh, backstage. He's all saying right. that all of Omega's parent, uh, parents' problems are because of him. Uh, they show clips of him working out, and uh, it's going to be a 30-minute Iron Man match. They announced that last week. It's going to uh, be in, exciting. In two weeks. It's going to be a good match. It's going to be a great match. I even will venture to say it could. You think I'm crazy. It could be one of those matches that we talk about that's a top 10 contender for match of the year. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? They're both worthy of it. They're both freaking awesome in that ring. Yeah. Uh, my one criticism of this would be uh, the fact that they've beaten Pac multiple times now. Oh, it, or it, Pac. And Kenny, I'm just saying straight up, yeah. bell to bell. Yeah, yeah. I just mean, you know, wins and losses matters, and this is a, a perfect example. They're building Pac yeah, to be about, a monster. What about Kenny? Well, Kenny, they were beating him right off the bat. Right. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. But it's going to be an awesome match. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are an- announcing stuff weeks in advance. It does kind of get hard to track a little bit. Um, but I think I kept up, though. I think I got most of it. Hagar and them is like two weeks away in Kansas City, I think I've seen or something like that. It is a lot. Yeah. Hager, Hager is the pay-per-view, right? I think that's that revolution. Maybe you're right. Yeah. 
See, there Maybe we go. The one that's Kansas City, Missouri. I just know I saw Kansas City, Missouri two weeks from now. All right. And next week, speaking of which, next week is going to be Omega and Paige defending the titles against the Lucha yes. Brothers. Yes. So that should be awesome. That will be awesome, yeah. Uh, finally, we had John Moxley versus Santana, who had Ortiz with him. Um, again, the visual of both of them with eye patches looked a little silly to me. It was like a Pirates what about, brawl. What about this? Did you notice they were similar? How they were set up, obviously one's black and one had the Puerto Rican flag on it. But I mean, as far as the way it was set up, the way it was bandaged and yeah, meaning like it had the the like the band on the the patch and the same doctor did it, right? Yeah. And to be fair, well, of course the same doctor would do it, Matt. There's one, there's one or two trainers back there. Why wouldn't it be that way? Well, because the, I assume they go home with this too, don't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not just wearing it that night if they have a, a bum eye. In real life, I'm sorry. All right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, I, oh, geez, I had completely forgot about the Britt Baker segment. Um, uh, before we finish the main event, let's uh, talk about Britt Baker. Thank you, Arian Gomez, for the reminder. Uh, yeah, Britt Baker cutting a heel, uh, heel promo. I think she is getting, I tweeted this earlier, she's getting exponentially better each week. She's just more comfortable at being a heel. That first week with Tony Schiavone on the boat, I thought was a wreck. Then much better the week after, and I thought a lot better this week. To me, she's still not 100% convincing as a heel, but she's very comfortable out there, and she's getting there. I thought I thought she did a great, it was a great promo, uh, ripping on the fans as being chubby, what a burger eating uh, fans, and I thought she was really good here. She has good lines. Like when she does hit and right. deliver those lines of really dissing the fans or the talent, I think she hit. She hits a home run. So whoever's writing the stuff is, is, is suggesting some of these lines, or maybe it's just her. They're awesome. But um, yeah, she's more comfortable. Definitely more comfortable this week. Yeah. You, you know, do you think she's coming up with these, or do they have someone in the back helping out? There was one, and I don't know her. So maybe she could, for all I know. I don't know. I don't want to, you know, pass judgment on when it turns out that she's super damn really good at ranking out people. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know enough to know it's that. Like right? Eminem, <laughs> you yeah. know, the freestyling. Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought uh, this was a, a strong segment with Britt. Uh, so yeah, back to the main event. Uh, the finish saw Santana hit a cannonball senton in the corner, went up for hit a frog splash, got two. Uh, they both blind each other completely at the end. And then Moxley hits kind of a paradigm shift almost out of nowhere for the cover and gets the three fault. Uh, afterwards, you know, we get the heels beating up Moxley. Jericho's whipping him with the title and hits him with the Judas effect. Uh, this was one thing I noticed is that he, Jericho put his foot on Moxley and Ortiz started counting three. But before Ortiz got the three, Jericho put, took his foot off. So to me, it almost looked like, you know, they were improving out there. And then when he realized Ortiz was counting to three, Jericho knows that Moxley has never been pinned and he doesn't want to waste that visual in an angle. Uh, that's what it seemed like to me, because to take huh. his foot off as opposed to keeping it on and then I, I celebrating. Thought were, I thought maybe he didn't miss that he wasn't watching. I don't know. Yeah, that's what That was what I interpreted, Why because we haven't seen Moxley get pinned yet. Why didn't he take his other eye out? In the chance. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we should tweet him. <laughs> but, <laughs> Damn it! You you missed your you missed your spot. You could have. Yeah, it's definitely guaranteed victory. Yeah. 
so afterwards, uh, they're beating on him. Jeff Cobb came out. Uh, the commentary, they referred to him as uh, Jericho's bounty hunter and mercenary. And he gave a tour of the islands to Moxley in the middle of the ring. And Stan stood over him as the show ended. So, Good way to help him get over, I thought. Yeah, it's a, it builds a, builds um, a match for next week. Also, Jeff Cobb picked up the biggest baby. Right as of this moment, the biggest babyface is going for the championship. This next pay per view, right? Mm-hmm. And the next big show. So he gets over in the process of picking up the biggest star in the company and nuking him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Doctor Childers giving keeps giving the donations. Thank you, man. Um, yes, I thought I thought this show was about as good as a wrestling show that doesn't look like it's trying to win a ratings war you know as far as a a regular show is about as as good as it gets i thought it was awesome yeah it, again i feel like i'm a damn homer because these are like i always want them to win every week it's terrible of me but it's the truth at least i'm honest um and if something sucks at least i'm honest to say that too but um i just man i just like the show so much it's my favorite show yeah oh yeah some uh i did forget a darby allen vignette that was earlier in the show to pipe bombs uh Reminding me, thanks. Uh, yeah, Darby Allen did another one of those black and white promos where he's he's throwing these cards. One of them said like, uh, "Sammy Guevara got herpes from Jer- from kissing Jericho's ass." Um, so yeah, I, it's crazy that AEW is doing way more of the the promos and the entertaining in ring segments and the the vignettes than the WWE produced show by a mile, mm-hmm. ten miles. And it's good because they have so many talents that not everybody's heard of. So they need it. And I think they've done a really good job. Think about it. How many freaking and I'm not saying this to diss any of them, but but think about how many nobody I don't want to say nobodies, but people that were not introduced to mainstream before, right? Who've never really had that opportunity. Darby, um, MJF to some degree. Um Um, all of them. I'm drawing blanks now, of course, but what's his, you just we said Darby, we said him, we said um the guy I said before, Panda Boy, what's his name? Dude, I like from the Inner Circle. Um, used used to wear the. Come on, the panda on his fucking face. What's his name? Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara, him, huge star. Um, and, and there's a bunch like just there's so many of them like that that nobody's ever heard of or seen before. And I think within a year or even shorter, right? That um, they've done a good job of somewhat getting it out there who these people are, what they're about. I mean, I also watch Dark, so maybe that helps too, obviously. Um, I just seen, who's the guy from the UK that I always get on? Because he doesn't lift weights, he doesn't look like an athlete, but nor does he have to because he's psycho, he's a psychotic murderer and chops people's fingers off. What's his name? Uh, there's a few, not Jimmy Havoc, yes, right? Jimmy okay. Havoc. <laughs> he's psycho, he's crazy. And um, that's a shtick. And uh, they did a really good follow up on that on Dark. I thought last night he had a really good match last night. I suggest folks check that out. Uh, sorry, I got a little distracted. Uh, a whole buddy of mine, Joshua Council. Uh, we were uh, really close buddies in my freshman year. In, I mean, still good friends, but freshman year, freshman year in college, uh, I was in his wedding, and I haven't heard it from him forever. So, thanks, thanks for joining the chat, Josh. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll ping you later. He, I didn't even. I don't even think he's a wrestling fan, so <laughs> that's pretty cool. What does that mean, ping? Uh, yeah, text or you know something, something those kids do nowadays. Uh, so. <laughs> 
anyway, str- strong show. Uh, yeah, I thought, uh, man, if uh, giving it a grade, I'd give it an A. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and the two, like I said, two or three matches could have been the main event. That's a good show. Yeah. And, and then combining it with it's all the elements. They're strong promos, uh, you know, strong vignettes, character building, building for the next week, and it's not just one-offs. That was really one, good. One more thing: Do you think that they took too much time? Because you got to remember, we're watching both shows. Not everybody's doing that. Maybe they are, but there was this time, the time, the downtime. I felt it took to get to that main event match. It, Didn't they go like two commercial breaks or something like that? Like it felt like it was taking forever to get, and they kept coming back and then going over what's coming up next week, and then, then I think there was like a vignette thrown in there real quick, and then they went to commercial or something like. That. It felt like it took forever. It felt like it took twenty minutes to get to that main event for some reason with no action. Uh, huh? I'll have to check it out again. I, there was that yeah. that pack promo in there, but yeah. And to be fair, though, we're watching NXT. On the other, on the other gimmick, right? So, right. I just wanted to make a note of that because I was like, would I be, wouldn't I be all over this if it was just a one show only night and this was the only show on and I wasn't being entertained right now by NXT in the, this moment? Wouldn't I be bitching that what the frick twenty minutes before our next match? What the hell? Right. <laughs> so, uh, if you had to put a grade on it, give it a grade. What would you give? I'm, it? I'm, I'm with you on that. A, a minus for sure. Yeah. Um, then we also had uh, so over to NXT. Uh, NXT opened up with Roderick Strong cutting a promo. Uh, in serious business. He talks about uh, Velveteen Dreams return last week, and he wants a fight tonight. Uh, and then Velveteen <laughs> Dream. Uh, there's a backstage promo. He goes all Rick Rude, uh, like Rick Rude with Jake Roberts, and he had Roderick Strong's wife and son on his pants. Uh, Strong said that was so disrespectful. You, you don't know who's the babyface or who's the heel anymore, but uh, fans were into it. Uh, Strong said he will hurt Dream and do something that he will uh, he will not regret. He demanded an apology. The fans booed. Uh, the music interrupts, and out comes Bronson Reed. Uh, Reed, <laughs> Reed says they have a problem for what happened last week, and they're going to go at it. So up next, we had Bronson Reed versus Roderick Strong. Whoopie do. That was a collective fart in church, is what that was. All the air got sucked out of the room. I would have kicked off with Dream, just throwing it out there. I would have started my NXT show off immediately with, with Dream. Yeah, or have him come out at the end and do the old Rick Rude gimmick where he's got another pair of tights over it, rips it off. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I mean, no disrespect to Bronson Reed. A lot of the guys in NXT kind of have a similar look. You know, the the long brown hair and the beard. And, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, this match did not need to go two segments. This this went a long time. Uh, you know, the action and everything was good. But no one had any doubt who was going to win. And, you know, Strong, uh, Strong beat him after a big knee strike. So, uh, Roderick Strong with your winner. And as we talked about, uh, Velveteen Dream doing the promo backstage with the photo of Strong's wife and son on his pants. Yeah. Uh, they did a, a vignette with Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. I got to say, as far as entertainment-wise goes, this is like the only thing they've done on NXT that has some levity, some lightheartedness to it, like since it started, I would think. Uh, other than maybe, I mean, I guess Velveteen Dream, but... Velveteen. Uh, Definitely Velveteen, but yeah. um, he's just getting started again. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, but aren't they trying to fill that? They have enough of that on SmackDown. They have enough of that on Raw. I mean, isn't this supposed to be a straight-up wrestlers wrestling show? Am I wrong? I mean, I well, wrong? they are, but they are also getting their butts kicked in the ratings every week and and doing really you know bad with you know the eighteen to thirty four group or eighteen uh, to forty nine. So uh, they need to do something to get those viewers. I don't know. I think I'm changing. Like I can't believe I'm saying this, but like I've always been into huge storylines, larger than life characters, these cartoon heroes, Titan, cartoon villain type of characters that we grew up in the eighties watching that that kind of cartoonish stuff um but as far as what it makes you feel right and then on to the attitude era and how they made us feel mm-hmm. um but like nowadays you know i feel like i'm getting we're not always going to get that and i think i've had so many repetitions now that i've been retired and been watching from a fan perspective again that i think i've now it's just horrible but just accepted that we're probably not going to get that very much. So when we do, we got to hold on to that shit and cherish the shit out of it and praise the hell out of it, a la MJF, a la Dream, when we see them come. Um, but as a whole, I feel like I'm watching these shows now, especially NXT, because I know I'm not I'm out there to see that stuff. I'm there to see crazy five-star wrestling matches. Yeah. And once again, stuff again that I myself couldn't do when I was wrestling. And... I, I don't know if I get caught up in that, and that's why I like it so much. Because I am now getting to that point, Raj, where I don't know if it's me just have given up thinking that we're ever going to see that stuff again. The bigger, larger than life characters every single segment versus this is what wrestling is now, Matt. It's all about the athleticism. It's all about holy. They're pushing the envelope uh, physically and athletically, and that's what it is now. And. I don't know if I've just like check, checked out on that. And now that I'm myself as a fan and watching the matches that way and totally popping for everything when I see them do all this crazy shit and high spots. Yeah, but then they see what's beating them every week. And it's it's not just high spots and five-star matches. It is that, you know, the you can some comedy. Hope. It's not the ha-ha comedy in AEW, really. I, I guess there, there's been some, but... Um, There's definitely some, but still, it, it, I think it's the whole package. But AEW is the whole package. I think it gives you. I think it's a legitimate three ring circus, the way wrestling is supposed to be. It's supposed yeah. to be a little bit for everybody. And this but, one, it stands out like sticks out like a sore thumb with the. But, but, but like NXT, I've always taken it as it's supposed to be. This you know, mm-hmm. a sharp wrestling show with great wrestling, bell to bell, long match, longer matches. So those people that, you know, for years wanted to see Daniel Bryan in longer matches, CM Punk in longer matches, guys that could really work, have those longer matches. Well, this is, they're giving, they're letting those fans what they're worth, so, so to speak, by doing it now with these talents. Because these are all those indie talents that can really generally, usually, really, really work. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so they had Riddle and Pete Dunne. They were doing their odd couple gimmick. Uh Kind of like head cheese back in the day, Al Snow and and Steve Blackman from the Attitude Era, but not quite not quite the same. Uh, no. They're, they're he, <laughs> Dunn's a little bit, yeah, a little bit better than yeah. Um, Pete, Pete, this was this is good though, but um, I don't know if, if Matt Matt Riddle's good enough to be carrying the segments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there's something there. There's no question. There is. And it's going to lead to Matt Riddle being, I'm telling you right now, a bigger star because of this learning experience he's going through with this. Yeah. Um, maybe so for Pete Dunn, too, for all we know, right? 
um, maybe gets him to relax more and maybe to, he discovers something different about his personality he's able to put out there and exude as a newer character one day. We don't know. Yeah. I just know the more shit you throw out there onto television, again, me stuttering and being, you know, not, not this, this, this oh, you know, bigger speaker and things of that nature to now cut promos and, you know, with major politicians that could talk their asses off, but I could talk them right out of any building. Do, do you know what I mean? It's it's crazy how, how, in my opinion, the more stuff you throw out there that's not really who you are, the more comfortable on the microphone it automatically makes you. It's yeah. literally the definition of what the communications class teachers used to tell you for public speaking. Imagine the class standing here, you know, imagine sitting there in your underwear talking, right? Everyone else around you in your underwear. Just imagine that if you're nervous talking. That's what they used to say. Well, this is like the opposite of that. You're the one now in your underwear being embarrassed, having to cut these stupid promos stuttering or do something that you're not really comfortable doing. It has nothing to do with who you are. And you get those those repetitions out of your system, and it could lead into something that where you find you finally find yourself. Look at Drew. Look at Drew McIntyre right now. Who's to say, you're going to think I'm nuts, but who's to say that when he had to do that stupid 3MB gimmick, well, I'm sure he hated it. Who's to say that didn't make him more comfortable in front of the camera or on the microphone doing something so when he didn't have to do it anymore, he was like, well, anything's better than that. I'm very, I'm comfortable. Do you, you know what I'm, It's hard to explain. Yeah. No, it, it gives you your chops to get more comfortable as a character. Uh, Pete Dunne playing the, the straight the straight man in this, usually the straight man, you know, like Steve Blackman and others in the past, usually it, it doesn't help them as much as the other guy. But uh, True, you're right. Let's see here. Bellini with a good point saying, technically Jeff Cobb versus John Moxley counts as an ROH wrestler against a New Japan champion in an AEW ring. That is that is true. What's wrong with that? Is that bad? Or is no, no, just trivia. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah. Um, backstage, Kathy Kelly interviewing Angel Garza. Uh, Leo Rush interrupted, said he can't stop thinking about losing the NXT Cruiserweight title, and he's hungry and better now. Uh, whether Garza likes it or not, he's getting the title back. So. Good, yeah. good. Love me some Leo Rush. I think, I, man, I think Garza, Garza's Garza? got that great natural dude. swagger. This is a great matchup. So here's one for you. I think this is a matchup in which Leo Rush could carry. You know, I know like Garza, I do too. But like, the, for promos, if they're gonna cut promos, it's all Leo Rush. Um, Leo Rush. He's. I just think he's so damn good. I think that dude is is his his potential is limitless. Think about it. He can cut world beater promos. He he's awesome in the ring. He might be short and stuff like that, but at least he looks like an athlete. He works out. He has muscle. He's a badass former amateur wrestler. There's so much to that guy that I don't. I hope this company knows they have with him. Yeah. So up next we had uh, Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai. I feel like Dakota lost a little steam when they had her, you know, yeah. get beaten off the right off the bat, right after her heel turn. Yeah. Um, but they did the right thing here. Can, uh, Candice Dakota going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Finally, um, can, uh, Dakota Kai got the win. So Dakota Kai back on the winning track, and yeah. afterwards Tegan Knox attacked her, and it oh, dropped God. Dakota. This is. Again, this I don't know why they did the match already on TV. If they're keeping the feud going, that's they do that on the main roster all, all the time, where you know you you have a decisive winner on TV and then they keep it going. But NXT, I don't know. Just seems that uh, these two girls are really really good though, and they are super high caliber. Dakota, well, all three of them actually. I mean, obviously, but um, 
yeah, they kind of, this one that felt like a little bit backwards where they gave the finish to the storyline already. It feels like we got it already. Yeah. And now they're going back to it. I don't know. Yeah. It's not a bad match though. I'm sorry. I'll take Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox any day of the week. Yeah. No, uh, Candice LeRae. She's, she's great. I, I think Candace, it might be time for her to move, move to the main roster. Yeah. Um, Jackson Callens, uh, thanks for the super chat donation. Asking if we have merch. Never seen a plug. We we do have some shirts at prowrestlingtees.com slash wrestling inc. Uh, so definitely appreciate it if you if you buy one. Uh, oh, that, that'll sell them. building. There's a reason why I don't host. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason why i don't do this i'm glenn joy i'm sorry but raj they want like glenn t-shirts they want Matt morgan t-shirts they want um what's that other guy's name justin (laughs) (laughs) yeah there we go kathy hunter saying can we get a blueprint t-shirt and a raj back (laughs) t-shirt i'm telling you i was like okay you laugh at that that would sell (laughs) Yeah, um, we had Johnny Gargano versus Cameron Grimes. Um, you know, again, well worked match, uh, good action. Uh, Gargano getting the win after Grimes tapped out. So, what do you think of Grimes tapping out? What do you think of him in general? <sighs> I don't know. Can he? Be, he's good in the ring. Do you think he's somebody that could be a major star on Raw and SmackDown? I don't see it. Do you? No. No, I, I don't know. I don't know you enough yet with him. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I kept, I kept thinking like I was watching somebody that I'm supposed to think is really, really good. Uh, at least from the stuff I've read on him. Um, but it didn't feel that way. It felt like what's-his-name outmatched him big time as far as um, not just wrestling goes, but his – um, charisma thank you yeah 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 i agree i mean i i've said it before but as far as guys on nxt that i could see on the main roster because you do need to have that charisma and and promo ability um you know it's like uh i keep wanting to call him judas priest damian priest uh uh, i think he can get there yes he's uh you know dominic Donovan Dijakovic. Gosh. What about what's his old partner? Um, Keith Lee. Keith Lee, obviously, definitely. Yeah. But what about um, old boy? Uh, Velveteen Dream. <clears throat> definitely him. Duh. But um, they brought him up with uh, Johnny Raslin. Um, come on, what's his name? T- Tommaso Ciampa? Yeah. Yes. On the main roster? I don't know. If he can stay healthy, why not, dude? He looks the part. His promos are damn good. I think just when they give him something, we see how hard how, it's a real uphill climb if you're short on the main roster. It has been done, but it, it it's it's it the exception uphill. to the rule. You know, it's not the it's not the norm. Yeah. Um. So anyway, um, up next we had Kathy Kelly with Adam Cole. Um. Cole's facing Kushida later tonight. He, he talks about b- being champion and facing Champa. And that was that. Uh, we saw 
uh, a vignette with Robert Stone in the meeting room uh, talking. He talked about Caden Carter beating Chelsea Green, uh, saying that you know Caden Carter won't be so lucky again. And he said that they want a rematch, and it will be more than a rematch. It will also be a relaunch of the Robert Stone brand. Again, losing steam by beating him right off the bat. Yeah, I think that was yeah, stupid to beat them, but good for my buddy Robbie E. Happy for him. Hopefully yeah. they do more with him because that dude could take. We've seen it. He took a stupid care, a stupid gimmick, and and I'm sorry, he he made it. He got it over. He got the bro, uh, bros, and then bromance over in TNA, and I didn't think that thing would last four weeks. I thought they were going to do it for like a few weeks because we had Ronnie from the Jersey Shore on Impact at the time. And I thought it was just to do a, hey, bro, hey, bro, stupid promo segment between the two and make Dixie laugh. And then that would be it. Ronnie from Jersey Shore would be gone. And then we'd bring in somebody else from the Jersey Shore, you know, like at the time. And that's what I thought he was there for. And then he turned it into a, a real legitimate character that people got behind. You can say what you want. He's talented, man. He's super talented, and he—he's a dude I wrestled a squash, a squash match with when I was on SmackDown. Like that was like ten thousand years ago, guys. The fact that he's still doing this—I'm talking about two thousand and five. I wrestled him at Robbie in a squash match on SmackDown. That was my second squash match when I was doing the stuttering character. And um, now, what year are we in? Twenty twenty. This is fifteen years ago. So he's been waiting. He's done everything right. I believe this is one of those stories that you want to see the guy get there and get what he's busted his ass for years to get. He's a good dude, too, and good for the business. He really is. I don't get why he's a manager. I think he could be. He looks like a million bucks. Mm -hmm. He's always in shape. Girls girls have always been into him in every arena I've been to. Uh, I mean, guys, I don't know. Guys think that he's generally pretty funny, too. I I, I don't know why he's managing either. Yeah. But to your point, he's got, like, you know, Hollywood looks and and, uh, – there you go. Yeah, Hollywood look. Yeah. Um, finally, we go to the main event: Leo R- Rush versus Angel Garza. I mean, I, they did just this match was awesome. They did some yeah, crazy yeah. stuff. Um, they did. Leo at one point hit a, a final four frog splash from the, the top to it was from the top right to the yeah. floor. Yes. I don't man NXT with their production. They didn't. I don't think they replayed that at all. Uh, unless I missed it, and sometimes I do miss stuff going back and forth between the two shows. But they should have been replaying that over and over. That was insane. That was insane. <laughs> uh, Rush got him back in the ring, hit the final four again, but Garza got his knees up, uh, and then uh, Rush kicked out at two. Uh, finally, Rush. Oh, gosh, I'm trying to read these here. There's a lot that happened, but eventually Rush rolled him up and got him, uh, got the pin to win the match. So Leo Rush is now your number one contender for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Good. And, you know, we were saying for forever we've been saying the Cruiserweight title should be a part of NXT. Look, it's here, you know, and, and it's, you know, the, the championship t- uh, contender match is the main event. It should. It works. And the, the talents that can wrestle for it are they're boundless. They're endless on that roster. Think about it. There's, a, there's just so many people on that that could you know, qualify for the Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah. Uh, next, I, I thought this next segment was great. Bianca Belair versus Santana Garrett. Uh, Bianca just kicked the shit out of her in like just quick fashion. Just a squash, but it looked so dominant. It looked like a, just a stud. 
I know Santana, she's local. I hope that's not what that means for her future. Yeah, because she is really good. She's very good. Another one that paid her dues and worked very hard to get there. Yeah. You know, she's not one of those female she's she's not one of those female wrestlers that I would I would see every once in a while that would wrestle just on the weekends. She wrestled every single day and like would teach classes and stuff like that, like for wrestling. She's really good and really into this. Looks the part and uh, is the part. Hopefully she gets her shot too. Yeah. But that being said, Bianca looked like a, a million bucks out there. Beat the brakes off her tonight. Yes, she did. No. Um yeah, so she ran through Garrett afterwards. Uh, she, she she hit a glance slam, glance slam for the win. Uh, afterwards, she's in the ring, standing tall, takes the mic, says she's not happy with being ignored, basically, in this Rhea Ripley-Charlotte Flair feud. Uh, she issues a warning to Rhea about Sunday's title match, but out comes Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley takes the mic, says she's not looking past Belair, she's looking right at her, and she's going right, to run right through her. Um, Belair and Ripley go at it for a second, and Belair dropped Ripley with the KOD in the middle of the ring. So Belair standing over Ripley, kind of the standard pre pay per view. Yeah. Ripley sitting there laying very often. Again, with this promo, I've been saying it on the main roster. Uh, you didn't feel her promo tonight, Rhea. better than the main rosters the other night? No, Rhea. Okay. I do not. You did? I, I got to be fair. I've got to go back and watch it. I saw the physicality, but I was being distracted. At that, I got to be honest. Yeah, watching this segment when I was watching this this part of the show, I was I'm just thinking to myself, Bianca's the star. But I mean, Rhea's got great size and great look. But Bianca's um, full like with the promo ability and if yeah, yeah. But mm, I don't know. I feel like yeah. a fair weather fan here on Rhea Ripley because I just. It's like a week ago, I was like, "Oh my God, she's she could be the it girl from the women's division because <laughs> she looks the part and, and everything." And I know it's not, I know it's more than just looking the part, but her intensity in the ring, her style in the ring, she's very different. She always sticks out in her matches. Yeah, um, but she can work on her promos for sure. Everyone, everybody could. I still don't think that's enough to hold her back. All right. Uh, I, 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 I guess. By the way. Wouldn't you protect that better? Wouldn't you, like, you can go one of two ways. One, continue to put her out there and know that her promos may hurt her. And then you're, in, in turn, going to hurt what could be the it girl of your division one day for all you guys now, um, you know, within a year or something like that. You know, what champion You know what I mean? Well, so do, do you put that out there so she can air her F-ups or, or whatever you want to call them out now and so she can get the experience to be able to be even better? Or do what I would do, which is, no, friggin' pull it back. Rein it in. She doesn't need to be out there saying, you know, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. We don't need to hear that because with her so much, there's so much said about just her presence, what she looks like, her, her intimidation, her look, just her look alone as she looks at her opponent is freaky. Like, so much is said without her having to say anything. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I'm not saying she has to be a mute or silent. But I'm saying I would do a lot more to protect her because I still feel that that woman is money. Yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, she has all the tools. It's just dude, big time tools though. I think main event tools. I mean, dead serious. I, I know the promo you don't think is there. And I see mm-hmm. what you're saying, but then protect it until it's there. Right. Um, I guess I called Leo the main event earlier. I, I just meant a cruiserweight 
uh, match being like a, in, putting in a big spot, I guess, not technically the main event. Um, next, we had Riddle in another uh, backstage vignette with um, uh, Pete Dunne heading to Portland, hiding in Triple H's jet. Comedy ensues. Um, and then finally, the main event, Adam Cole versus Kushida. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think this was everything you'd expect. I was actually kind of surprised it, it didn't get a little more time. But, um, yeah. yeah, it was it was a good match. Uh, I don't think you could have a bad match between these two. Um, but, yeah. Good, man. I, I wasn't that big. I wasn't that high on him when he first got that XC. I, I couldn't get past. I, and then I totally forgot who he was. I forgot that he tagged with Alex Shelley, right? Mm-hmm. Over in New Japan. And then that made more sense to me why he's doing the Back to the Future stuff and looking like Morning of a Fly out there. Because at first <laughs> I was like, why is he dressed like that? I don't get it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I didn't. Right. I must have missed when they said that he's from this tag team from Japan, you know? Anyways, but the great match, like you said, it's possible to have a bad match between these two. I do think what's his name can break that stereotype and break that mold. And they all do, though, right? As far as being this one, the smaller these smaller wrestlers are concerned, and can they really get over on the main roster? Will Vince give them the time of day when they get? Will they get a legit opportunity? There's many that have done it. There has been since I was there, that's for sure. Um, I think since Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, we've seen AJ, we've seen. Um, there's others that have got hurt, unfortunately. You can't like what's his name? Um, the Demon. We can't help that he got hurt. Never was there. Mm-hmm. I would argue, not get hurt. They were going to be stuck with him being that demon character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think as far as a, a main eventer, you could probably, you know, people uh, half a dozen, maybe, maybe ten. Um, you know, yeah. as far as far as under two hundred pounds. Uh, yeah. yeah. T Smitty three thousands. Uh, thanks for the super chat donation. Saying Bianca looks like a bigger star than Rhea. Making it a triple threat can protect Rhea's lack of mic mic skills because. Charlotte and Bianca can handle it. Very true. I always feel like one-on-one matches feel better, but yeah, if it if it's going to help, you know, if it's going to help Rhea and pretty much the whole match, then I'm all for it. Uh, so after this, oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm going on that though because I like Bianca just as much. So I don't know. Like yeah. I'm torn on that match. I don't want Charlotte to win it. Yeah, yeah, and I think. Yeah, I don't think she would. I, I can't see them having Charlotte, you know, one of their highest paid, you know, wrestlers going to, to NXT. But uh, we'll see. I, you know, Charlotte. And make uh, some good coin. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it definitely gives a shot in the arm to NXT, even though the women's division is, you know, super strong there. Dude, NXT. Am I crazy for saying that? Do you think NXT, well, first of all, let me ask you that first before I say anything. Do you think NXT women's division is better than WWE's overall women's division? I think they're used better. I think it, it, I think it's probably time, better than Raw or SmackDown separately. Yeah, that's a good point. Their time is used better. Yeah, because if don't you see, we don't rise, we don't see like segments with them where they're doing silly, stupid stuff backstage. Very, very rarely. Right. Where on Raw or SmackDown, sometimes, unfortunately, they put they put their girls in those predicaments sometimes. Yeah, and and Ron SmackDown for the most part, you only have two people being treated as a star most of the time at any given time. Right. Whereas NXT, okay. you have a bunch. Crap that they're better than they shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Yeah, so I was criticizing AEW for too often having the brawl at the end of the match and then the baby faces come in. NXT, on the other hand, I feel like every time Adam Cole, after his match, Ciampa's music hits, comes out. It's kind of the same thing. Uh, they had a little stare down. The match. What, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Adam Cole uh, went back and forth. Adam Cole hit the last shot, got the clean victory over Kushida. Um, yeah, good, good match. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I meant like Adam Cole staring down with what's his name after the show. You have to do that. You have to sell the next match. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I just mean all the time. I feel like I'm not just talking about this week. I'm talking about it seems like every week. Uh, you know, Cole wins. Champa's music hits. Champa's music. It feels like it hits. Like they're expecting a surprise, even though it happens every other week. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes a really hot crowd can speak up that because they do cheer for everything in that arena. <laughs> they do. Uh, so overall, takeover Portland uh, this Sunday. We are going to have a live podcast afterwards. Uh, th- thoughts on tonight's NXT? Oh, I, I liked it. I thought it was awesome. Actually, um, the beginning of it was really tough, and I'm not, nothing to do with Dream. I'm just saying, God, they should have started with the show with Dream. It would have been way smarter. But. Um, Hmm. If I give you a minus, I'd say B, B, solid B for NXT tonight. Yeah, if I compare it to other NXTs, I'd B plus, A minus. Overall, uh, it's a broken record. I'm just going to anger NXT yeah. fans, but I, <laughs> I find it, uh, it. I feel like it needs to upgrade its its look. But anyway. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Wednesday Night Wars. A uh, couple other news items. Uh, first off, John Cena. He's going to be coming back to WWE. He's uh, will be returning on the February 28th episode of SmackDown in Boston. So that's going to be after Super Showdown. So they're uh, building. He's going to be at Mania, isn't he? Oh yeah, I think for sure. And, um, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see if he wrestles because he is getting a bunch of big movie roles now and you have that issue that the rock has where the movie insurance is so expensive that the the producers don't want them wrestling but he did always say he would never do that but he never come back but and he said it even in an interview i've seen with becky lynch and uh seth rollins in it and they were like both begging him to come back saying no wrestlemania is better with john cena in it yeah so i mean he can still say that he tried to uphold his word on that but like literally they were begging him to come back it seemed pretty legit didn't seem worked or contrived actually um and they're right because they're correct you want to make a bigger you want to make a bigger paycheck and the bigger name that is on that show the more everybody makes this is how it works have any idea the difference of what they were when it was just me nathan jones versus when we were tag team with brock lesnar for like four months straight huge difference yeah. Huge difference. So if Cena does come back to wrestle, and I'm still doubtful, I almost wonder if it's going to be a segment, just because again that that the movie stuff. But if he does wrestle, who would you like to see him uh, in the ring I, against at WrestleMania? I, said that. I was asking you that. I was thinking that. Um, I don't know. Who do you like? Uh, someone in the know. someone in the chat, Bastion Clo, mentioned Aleister Black. I like that idea with Black winning. It, it, they've been Black. pushing him. It gives him that big win. John Cena, dude, he's made. I'm, there's no if and buts. He is made. Yeah, 
some, some uh, he's saying Gargano really cool. too. I don't see Gargano, um, but yeah, I, I yeah, I could definitely see Alistair Black. I think that's a great idea. Velveteen Dream. I, I, I'd love to see that. I just think it's too soon because he hasn't even been on the main mm-hmm. roster yet. Man. I mean, they could bring him in with a bang, but Alistair Black's a really good one, though. That is a good one. I know he's jumping like five steps of my little Matt Morgan ladder. I told you guys about like each opponent. <laughs> be bigger than the last as far as like how over they are and how pushed they are as who he beats next and then finally you know what i mean he wrestles the you know u.s champion level guy the intercontinental level champion guy then the heavyweight champ perennial or like perennial main event or heavyweight former heavyweight champion guy got to beat that guy and then he beats like someone like him but if they go right into john cena he is made bone right away yeah and Afterward, Velveteen Dream. He does seem like the kind of guy that Vince McMahon, you know, could oh, give dude, a push yeah. right off the bat. I did. There's no way they could. I'm, I'm not cursing. It. I'm not saying it. <laughs> <laughs> We've I, seen I, it too I, many I, times. <laughs> I not come I, I still always go back immediately. He's the first one that comes in my mind. Yeah. Always, always, always of going. You have a built-in gimmick. You don't have to do anything with this character. It's set for you. Just right. stay out of the way. Stay Nakamura versus this guy and let it go. All right. <laughs> That's all you have to do. I know. No, I'm... And if I was a writer, I'd be like, Vince, you know, you know Nakamura guy you just seen for the first time? Even though he's been here for like five years in NXT. Um, well, that was my idea to put him in that leather outfit. Pretty cool, right? You heard the crowd's reaction? That was my idea. That's what I'd be doing if I was one of the creative team members. Right. And you know what I mean? Just steal credit for it. Just totally say it was your idea. It, uh, like that, that, not, that finish, Vince, that running Chincasa, the, the word that you can't say. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gave that to him. Yeah, just make stuff up. Right. But don't change any of it. Yeah. Yeah. I have people, some people in the chat saying there's no way Vince can screw over Dream. Uh, give him some of those scripted promos, and it could happen pretty quick. Um, they have nothing to do with the talent, guys. That's the moral right. of the story here. It has nothing to do with the talent. Right. It's him. It, it is not even, it just, not even him. It's the company that can't resist of just, I don't know. I don't know if it's too many cooks in the kitchen is, is what it is or I don't know. NXT, like it feels like Hunter goes out of his way to build this awesome freaking company up and give them this. Vince will shorten his name to Velvet. <laughs> Listen, but like Hunter goes way out of his way. He really did. And to put everything, his reputation, everything out there into this NXT stuff, he really did. You got to give him credit on this. This was his baby. And he sold it to Vince, got Vince's interest in it, and then built it and built it as a miniature version of Monday Night Raw as far as what the, the even the slope of the stage of the entrance ramp to everything was what it was supposed to be so they get these guys ready for when they did get called up one day they put everything into this performance center it's so impressive this performance center um here in Orlando and it's just frustrating that like they did all this work and they, he's hand delivering them these stars that are quite frankly, halfway already made because of the brand being so over and being the cool brand of all three brands, quite frankly. And I don't know why they can't just stay the F out of the way. Absolutely. Joe, like they did with AJ Styles. It's because he didn't go to NXT, it feels like. Right? They let AJ be AJ. Yeah, but even... At first, AJ, to try to make him the pitbull, Vince had to put his little, you know, right stamp of approval by saying, I want to, I want to be a pitbull out there. Yeah. You know, it was like, 
AJ's not a pit bull. He's just a freaking. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with you that it, it happens over and over and it happens so many times we see someone starting to get organically over and they make sure to bury them, uh, or, or bring them down at least, you know, we've seen in the past with the Rusevs and Cesaro's and Big E back, you know, a while back and it happens a bunch of times before New Day. He's still a stud waiting to happen though. He really, I still think Big E has heavyweight championship ability. I agree. Um, a couple other quick notes. Uh, Triple H was on a conference call this morning that I mentioned earlier. Uh, he was asked about dropping women's from the NXT Women's Championship. He says that hasn't happened. It was just they're not always trying to accentuate the word women's when they you know uh, are doing it, but that didn't happen. Uh, he was asked about Simone Johnson uh, signing with WWE and said that you know she's received all the advice she can from The Rock and her, you know uh, her mom and just nothing he can say more, but. She has the passion. She's uh, she's got the toughness, and she, you know he he believes that she can really make it. She's got the passion for the business. And last thing, NXT didn't do a halftime heat this year because halftime was on Fox, and that's their partner. So uh, pretty much in a nutshell. And also, there's going to be an NXT next month, or they're going to announce an NXT that's not going to be at full sale. NXT TV show that's not from Full Sail because of a commitment from Full Sail. But he did sound like they have no plans on moving NXT TV from Full Sail because he says that it is their partner. They have a bunch of students and yes. and people learning behind the scenes. Yes. So Dude, they're, I hope people get that. This is they do you realize what they have there? They've got a pipeline of who their next camera, the crane operator is gonna be, the next uh um jib cam guy, the next hard cam got all of that they have produced all of that is right there custom built and they're grooming them it's dude it's genius i know you don't like it because it's the same crowd in the same arena but dude in the long run it's a smart ass idea think about it think about it the next you know um craig dunn the next um all these people that, that that make the magic behind the scenes that many fans don't know even know who the hell they are there's a whole slew of them that do this. And they're old. Yeah, it's one of those things. I, I feel like as it, it hurts as a TV product, but building for the future, this is where they're developing both the on-camera and behind-the-scenes talent. I wish I talked more about that, actually. Because I'm telling you, we're talking like 200, like 200 people just like that are non-wrestlers. Right. It's wild. Yeah, it, it's a... It's a it's a gigantic shebang they got going. So, um, yeah, so uh, that about does it for me. Matt, do you have anything else you want to uh, plug or anything tonight? No, oh, hit me. You guys know on Twitter and Instagram at BP Matt Morgan. And uh, thank you for those of you that joined in and did donate or whatever you want to call it, Super Chat. I am old. I don't even know what the hell called. <laughs> absolutely everyone thanks a lot for joining us join us on friday after smackdown and this sunday after takeover and uh thanks again and take care Raj, my arm's bigger than your face oh man enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.